Welcome everyone to another episode of the Project of Now. I'm Nathan Webb, and in this podcast, we talk to those fascinating people who are following their dreams, living their passions, and truly living in the now. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Sabina Ng. Thank you, Nathan. I was going to call you something else, actually. <laughs> We're rusty. We haven't yeah, done exactly, one in a while. Exactly. <laughs> I was actually going to call you something pretty like jerk or some kind oh, of... Oh, <laughs> there you go. Nice. Well, you can. Take no Too thing. casual. Too casual for this podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a bit of time, but I think we have a winner this evening in terms of who we're speaking to. Barry Murphy is in the house and he is a professional speaker as well as a professional coach. So Barry, um, how did you meet Nathan? I think we should start there. (laughs) Where where did the romance begin? That's right. Take you back about 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, ironically, me being on here and being a speaker, before speaking was my profession, I met Nathan at the local downtowners Toastmasters Club here in Edmonton. And Nathan, being the awesome, energetic soul that he is, kind of. Who's within, this person? Within, I have yeah. no idea who you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what he's like outside of this podcast, anyway. <laughs> I see where he brings his energy now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, you use it all up at Toastmasters, okay. Mm, not lately. That's probably what it is. <laughs> well, we met there, and again, I'm kind of like Nathan, happy go lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think people have a similar energy and similar enthusiasms and and whatnot kind of you know strike it up so we uh, we've between speeches given between him and me we've done you know uh, quite quite a few early on I haven't been lately either because I've been you know too busy with the stuff but early on I was pretty hardcore and, and Nathan seemed to be pretty hardcore um, so yeah just week in and week out yeah. we kind of bump into each other that early enthusiasm people have when they join Toastmasters <laughs> wanting to give speeches all the time but when I met Barry I knew immediately this is a guy I'm going to like. <laughs> and we, we got okay. along right away. Yeah. Just natural energy, natural charm, and yeah, we yeah. hit it yeah. off. That's awesome. He Both. soon outshined me, of course, <laughs> as in Toastmasters. That, that, that took, okay. that took, not, that took about not. a week and a half, and then he outshined me. <laughs> no, Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> I'll give his due, is like like Mr. Impromptu. Like, no matter if he, if he turns up and they're missing roles or they need someone to speak or someone jumps on it, Always nails it. Always brings a little bit of fun. That, that's what's good about Nathan. Is not too serious. Brings a bit of fun. And I've never, ever, never genuinely seen him do a bad job or make a hash. Even even if he's probably forgot what he was going to say or made something, it still sounds awesome when he says it. Still always sounds. He stumbles into yeah. it. He, I do he does stumble. always I stumble all, a lot. But he falls forward, so it's all, he doesn't fall <laughs> that's backwards. Right. <laughs> I see. I see. So basically, you got to put him in a situation where he has no choice but to say something. that's good i will make a mental note of that (laughs) so barry so how did you decide that you're going to take the next step which is you know public speaking to another level altogether so it was kind of bizarre really it wasn't something i've ever really focused on throughout my youth like i was born and raised in england in liverpool and it's not really the type of thing that anyone i knew growing up was involved in it was never something i was really interested in i was always a talker like you know like a someone who would always be like a chatterbox like my whole life and it was kind of through the process of moving here to edmonton i've been here nearly nine years now 
and I still attached. I had my own businesses in the UK from from an early age. I, I set my first business up when I was 23 with my business partner, and basically ran my own companies for like 10 years in the UK. And then when I moved here. Um, I started like life all over again, right? Like uh, yeah. my wife is from Edmonton and I basically, you know, started figuring things out again. I still had ties to some businesses in the UK and I think where it really came from the moment that I remember the most, most vividly was one of our businesses that we still had together, even though I was employed in the city, uh, was an online, like an e-commerce business. And because the time zones here, I couldn't really contribute to it. I tried, but I had two young kids at that point, and, and it just worked at night. It, was, it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, business partner was struggling. The economy was, was up and down. He had challenges, and he's like, look, we're going to have to basically sell this business off, mm-hmm. and I, I can't do it, and, and you know, lay it to rest kind of thing. And at that point, it kind of, it kind of hit me. I think, I think deep down... I'd always maybe hoped that that business would have kind of really taken off and maybe that would have been my ticket to move back to the UK with my family in the right environment, like, you know, with a good business and a good something to move into. Uh, not because I don't like Edmonton, like I always always loved, like uh, I always actually thought I'd live in America, but Canada's like a a nice, nicer, shinier version uh, than, than a lot of the American places that I've been to. Like the people are just, fantastic and i i really i think i just thought that was something that was going to happen and then when when this happened it really kind of took the wind out my sails then i'm kind of like am i just gonna have a job for the rest of my life like is this what what i'm doing now is this is this me now can i pretty much map the next 30 years of my life out and 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 that's it like because i know how hard it is to set up a business like like I've done it yeah. and it with no kids it was brutal never mind with kids and in a city where you don't you know the amount of people you know is minuscule compared to you know way back when and I started to really look at okay if I can't if I can't get involved in the industries I've been involved in before because I know the sheer volume time all these commitments like kind of what what else can I do like what what like really like what am I what have I got? If I haven't got that, right, what have I got? What can I bring to the table? And I kind of dwelled on that a little bit for a, for a, probably a few weeks. And I've always been highly kind of motivated. I've always been like the kind of person, you know, in the gym, working out, sports. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I, I do it, it gets done. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe that's somewhere, right? Maybe because I'm I'm kind of motivated. I'm kind of the sort of person who, who can get things done. Maybe there's an avenue there. So I started looking at, well, is it going to be maybe fitnessy or is it going to be something? And I just kind of really kept digging into things, listening to, you know, div- I, I always listened to ironically. So I, I get up like super early, like I'm in the gym by four in the morning and I always listen. He's one of those people. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Early in the morning workout. <laughs> Successful people do that. <laughs> Supposedly. So I always used to listen, right, to the, you know, on YouTube, all these fantastic motivational videos. And unbeknownst to me, the voiceover, so it might be like movies or it might be like The Rock or it might be like some sort of action-y football, sports-related video, but the voiceovers were always motivational speakers. It was always like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and all these people like who I didn't know who they were. I knew that I recognized the voices because I'd listened to these videos a million times, but I didn't know who they were. And it was only when I started 
kind of digging into it and listening to more to realize, you know what, like this, their words like make total sense. Like what they're talking about, I'm relating it to getting up and going to gym, but it's the same motivation for setting up a business, the same motivation for running, a, you know, for, for having a, a nice family. Like it kind of, something kind of clicked and from that point then, I was like, you know what, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm going to do. That's, that's what I want to do and I know I can do it. And I just kind of just started digging it. I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know where to yeah. start. And I, I basically, I started by getting a journal and because they all talk about journals, you got to empty your cup and pour your thoughts out and write this down. And I'm like, that's great. But what am I supposed to write down? Like, what, what exactly am I writing down here? Like, I'm not like a, you know, yeah. a teenager and I'm not writing like <laughs> me crushes down in a pink diary. Like, what do you want me to write? I'm a grown man with kids. And I started with uh, quotes. So I'd hear a quote or see a quote because they're all over social media and they're everywhere. And if I thought it was cool or it really was like, wow, that's a, that's a good quote, I started writing them down. And then basically it built from there whereby the quotes kind of grew and grew. And then I started, you know, the, all these people ask questions. It's always like, ask yourself this, what would you do here? I started writing down the questions. And then I started answering the questions when I had the time and that sort of really unraveled me because like until you... Until you know yourself, you can't really you can't really figure out where you want to go, what you want to do, kind of thing. It's kind of like that's where it all began, right? So, how did that journey start for you, knowing yourself? Really, again, questions. I started to take some of these questions and answer them, and they were deeper questions than I'd ever ever asked. That was like questions. What was the, what was the most profound one you've asked so far about yourself, and if we can get insight <sighs> on what yeah. the answer was? Uh, I've answered. I've answered so so. Like I've got like journals full of these things, but I would say one of the most profound ones was when I was, it was the question was write ten things in life that you love. Right, ten things that you love in life, and part of this whole journey was, you know, it was monetary. It's like I want to, I want a business again. I want to make money. I want to provide for the life for my family that that I, that I know they would love and that I know I'm capable of generating. So there was always like a monetary, like you know, something yeah. subconsciously there, and I wrote this list out, and money wasn't on it. There was ten things that I wrote down, and money was not one of those things. So like nothing. Nothing on that list related to buying anything or going anywhere. There was nothing that was that type. Everything related to like the, the free things, right? The, the mm-hmm. love and the human, the fun or the music or like the dancing or like like things that kind of like feed your soul and, and really, you know, make you smile or make you like it was all things like that. And I, and I kind of, after I wrote it, I kind of expanded on each one. And I was like, like yeah, like none of those things require money like even though money seems to be the big mm-hmm. thing that everybody's concerned about and everybody i don't understandably so the way the world is none of the top there wasn't not even ten, not even number 10 right not even number nine no it was everything that makes me glow everything that makes me smile and and, and just enjoy life are things that you can get with your friends with your family with just like the right the, the right kinds of free aspects of life like nothing revolved around any of the things that i probably thought would have crept in there i would thought by the time i'm getting to 10 like i can't remember the entire list but it wasn't there and i remember really 
because part of the journey at the start was to write like a vision statement from yeah. Napoleon Hill books, uh, Think and Grow Rich. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. start with a monetary value, work back from these things. So it was like, you have to always picture X amount of money because you can't build a life you want without it. Like you just, it's not going to happen. You need to make money to share the love, share the, the, the value that you bring to life. And I wrote that list and it just wasn't there. Like it just didn't, it didn't crop up. Everything else on that list made sense to me. And when I think back to me past, I'm like, yeah, everything that, everything that's got a big emotional tie to it is none of it's money driven. Like it's all like, like something you do with your mates or your friends or your family mm-hmm. or somewhere where you've, something you feel accomplished from that you didn't buy. What is it that qualified it to meet that list like what were the things that were on there that qualified it was there moments or an experience in particular that brought all that to you what really created joy in your heart and what you needed to live by in terms of your values okay well i like i say i didn't really think about it It was a question and i just kind of like rolled with it but i kind of just looked into my life and thought like really what what brings kind of like any type of joy to me what brings a smile to my face what what are the things that i miss maybe that aren't in my life right now what are the things i want more of in the future like the the kind of things that uh, you kind of feel right like you kind of like like i said i literally had laughter I'm, i'm from liverpool is a very fast-talking, fun, sharp city. Like, you will not survive if you haven't got a sense of humor. Like, it's like that type of place. And coming to Canada, it's just not as not as intense as it is where, where I'm from. Like, it's not as, like, full-on. And I kind of miss that, right? Like, I always use the example of I go to the gym early in the morning and it's the same people there and it probably took years before I even had anybody who we even had like a morning, morning kind of thing going on. Like it's people kind of do their own thing, right? Like it's kind of a little bit put their headphones on. In terms of this, like in terms situation. of like in Canada here, like a cultural thing really? about oh, we're, we're yeah, see, I kind way of, quieter. Yes, uh, that's really funny and because so I feel not like that's to talk to people. I feel that's different. Okay. Here, like really? I feel like in comparison to like other provinces, I feel like we're very maybe, friendly. Maybe, maybe, maybe other provinces. Maybe what I'm kind of comparing it to is like where I grew up, right? And where I grew That's up, for instance, if I go to the gym, if we, if I, we all get in the gym, yes. a handful of times and see each other, yeah. like within, you'd be kind of letting on as it going on, as it about, you'd be a bit of chit chat. If you saw each other outside of the gym, it was as if like you were long lost friends <laughs> and you'd be helping each other out with the way you want to spot, you want to lift. Here, like people just kind of come in. Here the they gym is the like job. prison. Yeah, like You don't make kinda... eye contact. You keep your <laughs> or, head down. Or maybe people just want to work out and that's, get results. That's what it is. But that's, but that's what it is. But I, I'm not talking like that. I'm not saying I'm one of those people. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not Do not talking. bother Sabina in the gym, folks. Yeah, I'm not talking like those evening people who are like spend more time on their phones than they do. I'm just talking about saying like, hey, like yeah. there's six people in here acknowledge me and I will acknowledge you because we're going to see each other every day. That's and now I've got like a little core group of people, same faces. We have a bit of, you know. That's so you know. funny because I've left a couple of gyms because there's too many talkie-talkie. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. dewey-dewey. So. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and I get that. Don't get me wrong. My acknowledgement is nothing more than a high 
hi, I do but my thing, great. you do yours. But so, there's not even that with some of these people. Like it's and like, that's fair. And if, if that's a value for you, like oh, it is. Community yeah. and you're not you're not saying, hey, bro, you're doing that wrong. No, <laughs> no, well, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not like checking form or like you know, I, I, like the la- I've got a time frame. I want to get in. I want to get done. I want to get out. Right. Yeah. But yeah. give me give me something like let, like right. we're not robots. That's like good. give yeah. me a bit yeah. of life, right? Yeah. And like I say, if I saw one of you out, if we went to the pub, we went over to the pub over the road, it'd be like it'd be like we've known each other our whole lives, right? Whereas I could see one of those guys outside of the gym, and they'd walk straight past me. Like like there's people who get changed still, yeah. like the same. Everyone goes to the same locker, right? That that's what you do. You've got yeah. your spot where you get changed. They get changed in the same spot. Like like I could almost reach them. And there's no eye contact, and there's not even a good morning. Like it's it's just it's bizarre to me, right? That that's people, the type of thing I, I miss. I think people are a little bit more modest here, you know. Like mm. I'm I'm not gonna start a conversation completely naked with most people. Like that doesn't. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but in Rome, I, I think we've kind of lost something there with our our human connection. Yeah, and I will well, say it is cultural because yeah. I mean I have a few I have yeah. a few friends got, yes, from, from Britain. Yes, you and do. you guys are. You guys are all alike. Like yeah, you, you, like, right. you like to talk. Yeah. You like to go to pubs. So yeah. You like to meet people. Yeah. Like yeah. I think when I go to a bar, I usually go with friends and I never think about meeting people. Yeah. But I have a friend who he'll go and I will leave him at the bar <laughs> and I'll say, sorry, dude, I'm tired. I'm going to leave you. And he goes, that's all right. I'll go. I'll go meet somebody. And, and go like, talk to them. You know, it's meet. funny enough. I have a girlfriend of mine. We hang out and we always meet tons of people when we're, whenever we go out, right? So, like, yeah, and, and that's so true. I, I don't think that's I think a it's different thing. for women. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not just yeah. guys buying yeah. us drinks, although that happens too. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's far less creepier when two women want to meet people than like a random dude. So. Or just actually, you know, just want to meet people. And I was actually, yeah. actually, it's funny you should say that. I was out with a friend of mine who happens to be a guy and I just randomly started talking to the people beside us yeah. at the table, right? Yeah. There's definitely not enough of that here in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and, sure. and I'm and like I say, like I've got lots of friends here who I love, yeah. like some awesome people. I'm just saying compared to what I grew up with for the first yeah. thirty years of my life, yes. it's it's there's different. It's different, right? And yeah. and I miss that ability. Like you know and and again it's harder. Some people when I speak to them it's like I'm speaking literally a foreign language because they just they just they look. I can see it in their eyes, right? They're, they're like, eh, "Can you can you repeat that?" I can just tell, right? I can just tell, and that's painful when you try and you make small talk, and then you've got to repeat the same small talk. It just kills it, right? So it's like little things like that I miss, right? That like, yeah, that brings you know, light. To yeah, you. that brings a little what bit of umph, right? What was the most unusual thing on that list that surprised you? I wrote this list about three years ago now. You, you're testing me. Well, uh, you should have been ready for this. Yeah, That's I know, all I, I have, have to told say you, about that. Should I? I should have told you. I should have told you. I should have picked a different example that I researched. Um, I would say... I, th- I think even not so much not so much friendship, but ex- experiences was one of the things that I remembered. I've, I've played lots of sports, like, my whole life. I was always a big sports okay. guy. And... I remember when I was writing, I'm not sure if it was part of this list exactly or something of a spin-off of this, but I remember thinking back to all the teams I've played on and all the things we did, wins, losses, and I remember thinking, you know what, I don't remember any scores. I don't, I don't remember scores. I don't really remember who scored. I might remember maybe the odd thing I did or something that stood out that somebody else did, but I remember the the feet the camaraderie of of yeah. the game win lose or draw I remember yeah. the rides to the game I remember coming back 
And I remember thinking that, you know what, those people who are still like close friends of mine now, who are like like brothers to me, that the purpose of, of all of those sports, even though when you're young, it's kind of physical, you want to test yourself, you want to see what it's all about. What really is a value is mm-hmm. those relationships that were formed through those times, like through literally like the car rides, the stopping off, the, the, the munching multiple Big Macs and the, the music that you were listening to, like that, that's what I remember. I remember all those moments, all the emotional yeah. things. I might remember the highs of a win, but I, but in my mind, I picture me teammates, right? Yeah. I don't I don't feel I won, right? I feel the the joy of you looking around, of yeah, right. Bigger. And I yeah. think that was that's kind of like part of it is that it's that you do a lot of things when you're younger because you kind of believe you want to prove something, show something. You're trying to test yourself out, but then mm. later on you look back and it's more about the relationships. It's more about yeah. the experiences than it is the win, lose, or draw. Like yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you half those games if we won or not driving home, but I can remember the, the, the laughter, the right? The, yeah, like even yeah. even if you're all drained, right, and you're all driving home and you're joking or like like we used to go on trips together, like that type yeah. of stuff that you can't. Everybody has it. To everybody has that stuff in their life, but you can't say exactly what it is. But it doesn't cost any money. It's just yeah. it's just an experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's that the connection, the connection, right? That yeah. bond, that strong, that. That I could see some of these guys, if I haven't seen them for 10, 20 years, yeah. it's there. It's immediate. You smile. You, you laugh about that time. Like, that's, you know. So a few questions, because this just gets my brain really going, in terms of, it sounds like you had it pretty sweet where you originally are from. Yeah. And my question is, like, what made you come here? And that was one of them. And okay. then also, how do you feel that this list, that reflects of reflects your values um how is that reinterpreted in what you're doing right now okay so yeah where i'm from no doubt it's a it's a great city it's a, it's a tough city yeah. like liverpool's a like a rough and ready like working class blue collar city you know people are fast talking fast drinking fast fighting like it's that type of place right it's not it's not Sounds like it's like not what people <laughs> people picture like england as being like downton abbey and like you know no like it's it's not all like that it's not quite game of thrones rough but it's kind of yeah. like you know and 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 again you don't know any difference like so the biggest thing about moving here and the biggest the biggest thing i noticed like I moved here for my wife. Like she, we, I knew that, like this I is see, it, okay, right? For like love. that's yep. that's why, right? It's yep. always love or money. Typically, when you when you move like at a yeah. later age, as a, like when you're young, you're figuring things out. Maybe you travel around, but at a later age, uh, I knew like yeah, I'm coming here, and this this is it. We want a family, and we're like let let's go, right? And and the thing that you don't realize so i always wanted to live in america so to me coming here i see the snow i see the houses i see the the everything that is normal to canadians that people take for granted to me was like wow like this is cool right this is just cool but what you don't realize is when you move somewhere new you see all these new shiny cool things but you don't appreciate what you're leaving behind right mm-hmm. you don't you don't you don't see that you see what you yeah. gain but you don't because you always assume that you're going to get to keep everything you've got yeah. and gain more right yeah. so losing a little bit of 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 that cultural which i didn't even know i had i didn't you, you don't when you live somewhere you're not necessarily even aware of the culture until you go like for yeah. long periods of time somewhere else um 
And as much as I still love Liverpool, I love I love it here too, right? I've got like good friends, really good. My three kids were all born here. Like I've got really good, um, like you know, thoughts for both sides. It's just a part of me. You've grown somewhere. You like thirty years to move when you're thirty is like you've lived a whole grown kind of like youth and adult there. It's different than maybe if you move somewhere when you're twenty one when you're still trying to figure things out, right? Yeah. And the hardest part of the transition is your identity is your friends. Your identity is your job. Your identity mm. is all the people who know you and can describe to other people about you. That's what your identity is. It's you, it might be you, but when you move somewhere new, you're starting all over again. You're basically, who, my, my jokes, the movies I like, the music I like, the things I like, well, I don't know. You're gonna, is Nathan gonna like them? You're gonna find them funny? Well, you, like, it's, you've got to kind of rebuild all that again, right? You've got to kind of rebuild it. And one of the things when I was moving here that I'd said, I went back to university to get qualifications and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to need stuff to back up my experience. And as part of the the class, like I was like a mature student. It was really awesome. Like the kid <laughs> next to me was like born in 1991 or something. It's like, what? So yeah. it's the ask you like about the future. And they knew I was going to Canada. Like that was me thing. And, I'm, and, and they were like, you know, what, what do you see in your future? And I, and I remember, I've, I think I've got the video on email somewhere, and I said, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of growing in to the man that, that I know, like, I'm capable of being. I feel like where I am now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all that I kind of can't, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I've got bad habits, I've got things that I need to shake off, and I feel like this is going to be part of this whole, you know, like, moving here, and I really feel as though that's what, as much as I love home, being able to step away from it and kind of like get a whole new perspective and a, and a fresh look at yourself, who you are. Start, it's tough. Start all over again. Build those relationships. Figure all them things out. That's been really good for me to help bring me to where I am now. I don't know whether I would be doing what I'm doing if I'd have stayed there. Like maybe I would. Maybe if you're destined to sue something, maybe you, or you would. It just come in a different way. But I kind of feel as though this is so far removed from what I grew up in and, and the environment I was in that, that it, it, you know, it would have felt really, really alien to do it. And mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, is that part of your story? Is that part of coming here? You know, that whole transition, the whole process of the homesick, the figuring things out, the starting a family, the building a new life, the meeting new people, all of that uh, wrapped up in everything else is the reason how you end up like kind of where you are now like I don't I kind of think you know this is the way it was meant to be obviously but yeah. you wouldn't know right would you would if it's kind of the sliding doors thing if you if you stay would you would I have carried on with the old business like I left at that time was just not long a couple of years after the recession had kicked in yeah and the recession had basically kicked the living daylights out of our businesses and we were lucky to survive like we had to fight tooth and nail and the businesses shrunk from what they were right down it was part of like that was when i met my wife and i'm like okay you know so I'm, you were ready for change I'm, I, yeah i'm like well she would have moved to england engaged. she was like i'll come to england and i'm like this country is basically you know gonna be in turmoil now fighting pulling itself are you, out are of you here. glad you left oh yeah yeah 100 100 yeah. mm -hmm. this was that was the right move and it still is and i'm still i'm happy to be here right yeah. it's just yeah. there's still things that you know, call to you, right? There's yeah, that you call, that, yeah, that yeah. you miss. Yeah, definitely. It. So yeah. how does that marry into, sorry, Nathan, you were going to... I was just going to say, so you've developed this really great ability to adapt. Yeah. And I think 
that's something people don't don't do enough of and it's part of being just a fear of change and the fear of of doing things differently but moving and starting a business and you know how much support have you had one thing i'm really curious about is when you said to your wife i'm going to quit my job (laughs) and i'm going to create this business (laughs) <laughs> how did that go oh yeah i mean uh you know i think that the lead balloon phrase is, that's a universal phrase right everyone knows what a lead balloon is yeah it you know it was tough obviously i had a good job like i'd work my way up I, the company i started at six years earlier worked my way right up the food chain like work really hard got promoted but you know i said to her like look this is this is this is what I this is what I need. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I know. I've been working for like three years in the wee hours of the morning and the night, like getting up, working on personal development on myself, like taking a course of studying, reading. Like I know I can do this. I know I just need that window of opportunity, that time to make it a reality. And with three kids, right, three young kids, yeah. and a full time senior management position. It ain't it ain't happening. And mm-hmm. and the world we live in now is so transparent. Way back when you could have maybe built a business on the side while you worked because you know what you do in your own time, no one knows, no one cares. But with LinkedIn and Instagram and all these different things, who you are is transparent across the board. So you can't claim to be X, but your work is Y. It just doesn't just doesn't marry up. And it's just yeah. it's too time consuming with with family commitments and with your job, and I didn't want no conflicts of, hey, is he doing this? Like I had a role where I'd be out and entertaining clients and meeting people. I didn't ever want it to be said, well, maybe he's doing something for himself. As I'm like, no, like there needs to be a clear cut, and I'm gonna make this happen. Like it's, yep. like it's, it's, yeah. It, the, my wife was panic stricken, obviously, <laughs> but I had investments in the UK, which with my business partner, luckily he was like, I did an event in the UK last year. I was over there, and he was like. You you need to be doing this full full time. Like, what's it going to take? And I'm like, money, right? I need to be able to say, hey, I can take care of my family while I get this off the ground yeah. and figure it out. So he was like, you know what? I'll buy you out of what's what if you want. And that was terrifying because that was a property portfolio that I've had for 16 years that I've worked and it's been through the recession. Like, mm-hmm. that was my pension, right? That was like what's what. But he's like, you know what? If if it's if if this is what, if that's all that's stopping you, then let's do it because you you need to do this mm-hmm. right and and he's like a business partner but he's like a, you know a brother mm-hmm. really yeah. like at this point in time after all the years we've been together like working and like even now we we speak through WhatsApp messages like almost daily like it's it's so when he was willing to do it and to see that and the people who like kind of believed in me. I'm like, you know what? Like, I just, I can't, I can't stand up and talk about people pushing through fears. Like, you, you know what I'm all about, Nathan. I, I solely believe that you've got to push. The fear is, is just turbulence, right? It's just unless it's physical fear, it's just a warning sign. Say, hey, it's gonna get uncomfortable. It's not saying stop, right? It's just on the other side of that fear is guaranteed a better version of you. Is is a is a newer experience, a broader perspective, a different part of life. Fear is not like, unless it's physical, in my opinion, it's it's just your body saying, hey, we're going to test, put our toe in the water and, and get out the comfort zone briefly. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about those things that I believe in. I can't say, you know, fear or failure. You know, I can't if I'm not living and breathing it. And I am living and breathing it right now. And with three young kids and a wife 
and a mortgage and passing up on a job and going all in and pulling this investment, I can talk to it because <laughs> I'm doing it. And it's and I've and ironically, I, I believe in the law of attraction, right? I believe in the whole you know affirmations and vision statements and all that. And and Nathan knows. And the funny thing is, I've just done this 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 program which Nathan helped me with called Courage to Change, and it's all about helping people who are lost or who want to change their lives and haven't got a clue where to begin, full process to go through. And part of that, I talk about affirmations and vision statements and this, that, and the other. And in this in this series, I say, you know what? When I made the decision to say, right, I'm, I'm leaving this job, everything's in place, and I, I don't feel remotely nervous. I don't feel nervous now. And I didn't know, looking back on it, did I not feel nervous because I 100% believe in myself that it's going to happen, I can achieve it, or do I not feel nervous because I've basically brainwashed myself through affirmations, vision statements, vision boards for three years of constantly saying, this is going to happen, you're going to do it, yeah. but either way, it doesn't matter, right? Because if, I, if, if in my brain, it's just a matter of time before this happens, it's just a matter of the right dots connecting, the right people, the right opportunities, then that's, that's fine by me, right? It's It's... It's 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 scary to people on the outside. Every, every single person's like, oh, like what, you've worked so hard to get there. Like how? Like what if? What if? What if? And I'm like, what? What if? What? Right? They could yeah. fire me next week. Like this company could sell out. Like this. What if? You, you don't. You can't live your life on what ifs, and you can't. You can't expect to have a, a map, right? To 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 the treasure, in every opportunity in life. You've just got to be like, you know what? I'm prepared, and I'm doing everything I can. And, and I believe so it's going to unfold the way it's going to unfold. It might be scary at times. It might be whatever. But I can live with failure having tried. I cannot live with not trying. I just mm -hmm. can't. I can yeah. always get a job, right? Yeah. If it didn't work out, if it wasn't going the way it's going right now and I wasn't mm -hmm. getting the work I'm getting, what's the worst that happens? I get a job. Like, yeah. like, like big deal right yeah but people fear well what if it's not as good of a job what if you don't earn <laughs> as much money what if, well what if what man what if you got struck by lightning tomorrow That's what if right. a coconut fell what if the coronavirus swept into town like Ooh, i'm worried what, about that like like what if right like this like you know like life is not about what ifs life's about you know what I'm well you going, can't you I'm can't lead it. an exceptional life if you're afraid to make change no. and you're yeah. afraid to take risks no i mean i think that's that's just a given so, sorry, going back to what I had originally asked in terms of how does that list play into what you currently do? Like, how does that kind okay. of... So, so we talked about, like, how I kind of had that moment where I'm like, you know what, well, like, what's next? And then yeah. I kind of, I, I built from there. So I, I'm researching, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm, I'm asking all these questions of myself. And again, I'm here, I've got friends here and stuff. But again, yeah. everybody's got their own lives and their own families. It's busy. Um, it's kind of like me, my wife, and my kids with our own little team, right? We've got, yeah. not got much family here. And you just kind of, you've, I've got the time to invest in it. So I, would pref I will happily sacrifice my sleep and get up early and go to the gym early because that's my time to yeah. not only clear my mind, but my body, everything all in one. Then I'll invest that time after the next two hours, which is still technically my time on that personal development to kind of learn more about what, what I want. And I think just through all of the study and all of the, the courses and the reflection and all of these different things, it's just more and more and more apparent to me or got me to that point whereby I'm like, this is 
this is what I this is what I love. This is what I love to do. There's nothing better than coaching a, an individual, a person who's having struggles in their life and helping them turn their life around. There's no better feeling than somebody thanking you because they're now able to kind of move on when they've been stuck for the longest time on something that is just eating them alive. It's, it's ruining parts of their life. Mm-hmm. It's the same with businesses and business owners. You go in and speak to a company. I did a, a workshop on leadership recently and literally like the owner afterwards said to me like a week later, like it's been like it's been like a, a brand new company, a brand new team because now that everybody is kind of on the same page and gets it and sees the big picture, it's 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 like a weight off his shoulders. Phones never rang so little, and anyone who owns a business and I've owned a business in construction, employing lots of people, your phone rings nonstop and it's never good news. Nobody ever rings you to say, "Hey, this job is awesome. We've got to be finished on time." It's no, no, it's problems. But having delivered these workshops and speaking to people in the right frame of mind in a way that they get it and broaden their perspective and and putting it on them and be like you're as a leader of your job your crew your team and as part of this this family here like you've got to own it right you got to take accountability for it and getting the feedback even people from in the room reached out to me afterwards because they saw me me instagram and were like hey like that was that, that was awesome like like thanks kind of thing and Getting that, getting that feedback from from both people to uh, general people to business professionals to people who professionally who run their own businesses to say, you know what, like this is this has helped me so much. It's awesome. Like there's no, like there's no better feeling, right, than knowing that you've impacted someone's life and you've helped them get through something that they've been struggling with for the longest time. Like it's yeah. it's. It's rewarding over and above the fact that you're getting paid, right? <laughs> like it might be your job, but you can you can, there's a lot of jobs out there that you can do and you don't necessarily get that, you know, that feeling, right? You don't necessarily if you're lucky if you work for a company these days where there's a cultural, you know, like bond and you feel kind of uplifted or you feel like, you know, afterwards you feel that. And that's how I feel from, from whether it's coaching whether it's a workshop whether it's a speech like knowing that you're able to deliver that in a way that people can all you want them to do is stop and think right you know i'm not saying i know best i'm not saying i know everything what i do know is i've got a way of putting it across to you that's going to make you think it's going to make yeah. you stop in your busy life or whatever it is and go hmm you know what that 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 makes sense actually maybe uh Maybe I should try that, or maybe like that's that's all you want, right? You just life is so busy with social media and yeah. work, and we're constantly, constantly being sold to by everything that moves, like whether it's TV, Netflix, what constantly the stuff in our face saying what we should be driving, wearing, like we're constantly bombarded with stuff. It's very rare that people, unless you meditate, it's very rare that people ever get to stop and go. Hmm. I think about it. What yeah. was the last yeah. time that happened to you? That 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 which, moment where you've been hit with something or an action that you've taken that stops re- really it's it's most of the time it stops me with tracks when somebody comes back to me and says like thanks me for X or Y that really that kind of gets me right because I'm I'm just I'm doing what I'm doing but when somebody thanks you you know because they've been able I've I've had people who thank me because they've got out of like like bad relationships right they've been in a relationship that's been like a, a relationship they shouldn't have been in for a long time 
and they've come to one of my talks and then they've come out and they're like, yeah, no more. Like I, I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm worth more than this. I don't deserve this, and I'm not going to spend the rest of my life accepting this. And they've messaged me afterwards to say like it, it took a lot of courage. I talk a lot about courage. Yeah. That is like, like, because the event is the event or the talk or the coaching session is the coaching yeah. session. But this is over and above. This is this is like, I could coach somebody and they could like, oh, it's over. We're done. They go off on the way, and I know they're going to get on better in the life doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hear from ever again. But when yeah. you do like it, it warms your heart, right? It yeah. warms your heart. And that's outside of your family and your kids and those type of things. Yeah. There's not many moments in life where typically you are totally taken like by surprise or where you you really feel it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just, especially as, as adults, we kind of, we dictate and control our lives, right? So well, as adults, we get stuck in this repetitive loop of how we think and how you, you mentioned just just thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's so important and I think it's something we, we lose. Yeah. As we get older and we get a house and we get a mortgage and we get a wife and we have kids and everything else, we lose that way of thinking, well, what do I want? And, you know, what can I contribute? And how can I help? And I think we we totally miss that. And I, for my own personal experience, I spent a decade not questioning these bigger things and not thinking about it. Just going through the motions every day of how can I feed my family and pay my mortgage and, and, and get like this. But when you really do dive into these larger questions, that's where the growth comes from. So I ask you, Barry, how would you help somebody that's, that's struggling with that? Like, so he's maybe lost or kind of stuck on a hamster wheel or stuck on that hamster okay. wheel of just repeating, going through the motions of living their lives, the same old, same old, and nothing ever changes. And just yeah. not, maybe they're not unhappy, but maybe they're not happy. They're yeah, just, just, just kind of complacent. Content or, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. and again, that's, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people in that kind of boat. Like, unfortunately, a lot of us, that's kind of our life programs was right. So like you mm-hmm. kind of, you get all these responsibilities and, and you don't ever, people don't ever want to step backwards, right? Nobody ever wants to say, you know what? This car and this house, it's putting pressure on me. I, I don't I don't need this, right? I'm going to go to a smaller house. I'm going to get a smaller car. We don't, we just don't want to do it because we, we want to save face. We don't ever want to look like we're, got, we're regressing, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's different. Like I don't, I'm not one of these people who has like a straight up formula. Like I, everybody I kind of work with to see what they're all about. So I want, I want to talk to them first. I need to suss it out. I need to see what you're all about. I need to get you to be honest. I need to be more, not just honest with me, but honest with yourself. Like that's the first thing with people. We're not necessarily lying as such or thinking we're lying, but we're not telling the whole truth, right? <laughs> well, well, just honesty right? with yourself. Right, honesty with yourself is, huge. is, is one of those things that people don't really think they need to be, they kind of, well, of course I'm honest with myself. Well, right. are you really? Yeah. Right, let's let's talk about it, right? And you have to get people to open up, to feel, to be comfortable being vulnerable and talking about topics that, you know, just knowing that they need to know that all I care about is them, their, their, their interests. I want to get you as fast as possible to the person that you want to be so you can live the life that you deserve to live and you're capable of living. And whatever way we need to do that, we'll do that. And it depends on the personality. Some people are a bit more aggressive and can kind of be like, okay, and they'll just pour it out and you know you can weave through it. Other people, you've got to be a little bit more gentle, right? They, they might be 
it's, I always describe it as kind of like going to chiropractor. You, you go to chiropractor and you're like, oh, I've got this pain in my lower back. It's killing me. And he starts playing around with your neck and you're like, yeah, dude, my lower back's sore. And he's like, yeah, I know that. And he's still playing with your neck and you're like, like, like it's me back. And he's like, yeah, but the problem's not your back. The problem's up here in your neck. And the problem in your neck is causing the problem in your back. And that's what people are like. So they come to you with a problem of X, but really it's Y that's the problem. So you've got to kind of figure that out first. And then if they're, if they're willing to be honest, if they're willing to, you know, like lay it down there, you've earned their respect, you've earned their trust and, and vice versa, then really it's, it's kind of questions uh, that questions are, are the answer, right? Questions like we often think we, we want to find answers. Well, you don't find answers. Answers are revealed through questions or scenarios or examples. You don't find them. You'll never, you'll find, the, you'll find a question, but you won't find an answer. You have to, an answer has to be revealed to you. It has to be exposed. It has to be, mm. you have to come across it in some way, shape or form. So depending upon the scenario will depend upon that. Now, a simple way of putting it would be, let's say we've got that level of trust, is first of all, finding out what they want, right? Most of us, if we're unhappy, it's pretty much in the simplest way of putting it because we're not living the life that we feel we should be living and it makes us unhappy. If we're not in alignment with who we believe we are inside and who we believe we could be, one or the two, we're unhappy. If you were living the dream, literally, if this life was everything you'd wanted and aspired to having, you would be happy. Mm -hmm. If this life isn't and you feel you could do more, be more, and have more, you'll be unhappy. You mightn't be depressed. You mightn't be super stressed out, but there'll be a part of you that's, that's, that's missing. There'll be something that you just, you can't put your finger on what it is. And that is what we need to know. So we need to know where, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? Like, what is it? Like, talk to me and give me the real you, no matter how bold, and, and I'm all for being bold, I want big, I want people to reach real big and real high, but give me the truth. Like, where do you feel you should be? Then we need to know where you are now. So let's let's evaluate like you right now because we can't get to that destination if we don't have the starting point, right? So tell like let's talk about your life right now. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are your beliefs? What are your actions? Like what are your habits? Like we need to we need to understand the circumstances that you have today are caused by previous actions, you know, however what period of time, and your current actions and habits today. So to get to this new destination, you can't continue on the same habits, the same routines, because you'll just end up in the same place. So we need to look at those and establish new habits, new patterns, new routines, and 99% of it is, is mental. 99% of it is, is what you think. So you were saying about thinking, and I know you like um, Joe, who's the mind guy? The... Um, Joe Dispenza. Yes. Yes. Dr. Joe Dispenza. One, Joe Dispenza. Damn that Nathan mentions Joe Dispenza almost every second podcast. <laughs> well, I mentioned guy. it for you. So Joe Dispenza has got a quote, and I don't know if it's his quote, but I remembered it because it's a good quote. And he says, you've got to think about what you think about, right? Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is huge because we don't. We just... Well, our it brain. sounds like some kind of inception shit. <laughs> well, but it is. is. And Eckhart Tolle says the same same thing. You got to observe your thoughts. Yes. Because yeah. we are not our thoughts. We have okay. to observe now that those makes, thoughts. That makes more sense yeah. to me. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but this is the point, right? This, yeah, so, exactly. So, so what I'm getting at is what I find that majority of the time with the people who I speak to and, and work with on like more of a personal kind of level than, than necessarily business, although it does translate to careers and business, 
is it boils down to, let's say, three things. Your beliefs, so what you believe that you are capable of, right? You will never become something that you don't truly believe you can be. You just it just won't happen, right? It's this part of however the universe works. If you don't believe you're genuinely capable of being something, you just won't resonate the energy that'll help bring it to you. You won't pursue the actions that are gonna gonna bring it into your life. So belief is huge. People, too many people don't believe in themselves like they should. Too many people let the outside world, family, friends, even kind of mold them and manipulate them into limited capacity so that that we have to smash straight away i don't believe in that that's bullshit right you can be whatever you want to be if you are prepared to do what it takes to be there like that's first second is the vision you have to have that vision so you have to believe that you're capable of something because it can come sometimes people have the vision and they need the belief sometimes people have the belief but they don't really have the vision they don't know they know they can do more but they can't find it so it's one of the two always starts and we have to Work on those two first and foremost. Because if you can't see it and you don't believe you can do it, it it ain't going to happen. And then the third one typically is perspective. Most of the reasons why we're not where we want to be or where we want to get to is because our perspective is too narrow. It's not broad enough. Like it's some people, a lot of people live life looking through like either a telescope or a microscope, right? They're not, there's no panoramic going on they're not they're not seeing everything around them they're very very fixed on their mindset what they've been taught growing up what they've experienced and it's very hard for them to be like you know what like that makes no sense to me whatsoever but i'm gonna do it right like they just they have to know how and why and it's got to make sense to them and the world just doesn't work that way like the reason where we are is the culmination of not only our experiences but our thoughts, everything, everything that has gone on in, in the years gone by to today is the reason why we're here. So if we don't grow that, expand that, change that, or do something different, we'll pretty much be in this exact same spot in 10 years' time, just older, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So if you, I always talk about it as if like reaching, it's not, it's not the growth that is required for these people to change their lives. It's not like a straight line. It's not like a, you know, a little journey where we're going to totter off and reach that destination. It's almost like, it's like volume. It's like expansion. You've got to grow in all aspects of your life symmetrically and expand into where you want to be. You're not just going to walk there. You're not just going to learn this and get there. You have to grow as a person in all those different areas because whichever area you're neglecting whether it's your health or whether it's your spirituality yeah. whichever one it is that's going to be the anchor that the holds you back everything else you're going to be killing it but you don't want to touch that because you don't you don't like the gym right or you don't want to you know you don't like all these deep weird questions it freaks you out or you don't want to know about whatever it is is it, that's that's what's going to hold you back so you're going to quit again or you're going to end up back where you were because you've done all these things and it didn't work but you didn't do the one thing that really was the, the the real trigger right it's that real okay i know i'm here i know i want to get there i know there's a huge void in the middle i'm cool with not knowing exactly how i'm going to get there because that's the universe's job not mine but i have to be prepared to have an open perspective an open mindset and do the work right like those things the work part i don't touch on a lot because it's you know nothing life doesn't work unless you work nothing mm-hmm. nothing like it's it's there is no like secrets of this thing you have to work you have to put the effort in you have to feel uncomfortable you have to try these things and people don't want to because unfortunately society's got that pressure on them that we all have to be perfect right perfection is a lie 
There's no such thing as perfection. Like nothing, nothing is perfect. Life is imperfectly perfect. That's it. Wow. Right? Like, I feel a lot better with all my imperfections. <laughs> but it's true, right? And and so many people won't try things and won't do things because they're worried about what other people are going to say. People they don't even know. People, most of them, they don't even like. They, but they're concerned. I've got to portray this image because this image means X or Y. And then I'm cool. Well, when you really get in tune with who you are, you don't care for the start what anybody else thinks and you know you don't need their approval that you're capable and you can do it it's, it's inside it's an internal strength right it's not a you don't need to draw that from anybody else because if you do your life is always going to be in somebody else's hands if i need you to approve of me if i need you to approve of my topics and my opinions then my life yeah. is in your hands whereas if i'm like look i'm a good man and i work hard and i believe this and i'm living and breathing it then Nobody can stop me. It's in your own hands. Nobody. It's yeah. mine, right? And then I can live and die by my sword, which I can handle. Mm-hmm. But I can't live and die by other people's. And that's what happens when you give society, friends, even family, even loved ones, they, they love you. But because they love you, they might be holding you back because they don't want to see mm-hmm. you fail. Because they don't, want, they don't want... Some people don't even like seeing partners and friends changing growing right like all of a sudden you go, guess what i don't i don't want to go to the brew house every friday and watch this i don't i don't want to do that i don't want to do that anymore i kind of i'm going to do this now well it's not that they don't love you because they do but they want you to carry on doing that because that's that's cool for them right that mm-hmm. works for them your relationship's going to change like there's so many things that i barely do now that i've done for most of my life with the exception of going to the gym in the morning that i'm not really interested in no more because mm-hmm. i'm like I, I see it as, like to use a sports analogy, I'm 42 in next month yeah. and I'm kind of like, you know what, if I'm lucky, right, I'm in this, I've got the second half of my life to live, right? And I know that the first half of my life, the strategy, the game plan, right, isn't going to work in the second half because life's adjusted, right? It's like, oh, oh, I know you, Murphy, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to combat you by doing this, right? So my opinion is I need a new plan for the second half. And part of the reason is, and this is a whole separate topic, but I'm going to touch on it briefly, I think that's where the midlife crisis comes in, especially Mm -hmm. for men. I can talk for men. Because you get to a point in time where your body isn't the same as it was. You're not as strong as you were. You're not as lean as you were. Things ache that never used to ache. Hair's gone from where it used to be and it's grown in places that it shouldn't be anymore, right? All this weird shit's <laughs> happening to you. And as a man, it's it's emasculating you. You don't like it. You don't you you want to stay that stronger, younger, leaner like version of yourself. And I think the the whole midlife crisis thing comes in because people try and cling on to it. That's why all of a sudden they get the car. That's why they, they want to get a younger wife. That's why they want to get a, they get the tattoos and they've, they're on the sunbeds every day and they start on the roids and everything. because he's describing they, my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have to prove I've still got it, right? Yeah. My opinion is that's, that's life. That's, that's, that's your body and life saying, hey, dude, that was the first half. So how do people, New strategy. how do you wrestle with self-acceptance? Like how? How, do you, to, how other, do you get to that point? How like how do I get to it personally? Yes. Like how did I get to self acceptance? I I think I think everything really boils down to, to to personal development. It boils down to you really getting to know you and being cool with you and who you are, your good, bad, and ugly parts. And the only way you're going to do that is by asking those questions 
dwelling on those topics, even digging into your past part of my my original, my early journals, I would look at scenarios and situations from your past and really dig into them and be like, you know, why 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 did it feel that way? Like why like like do you get what I'm saying? Like really yeah. just dig everything out, turn it all over so you know yourself. And I've always been kind of confident. I've never I've never been insecure. So it's not like I'm saying, well, I was timid and now through this process I'm this. I've always been confident. But confidence isn't the same as acceptance, right? Confidence is kind of raw and almost youthful, like you're confident, like you'll, you'll take on anything. It's different than experience knowing, hey, like I, I don't need that approval, right? I don't, yeah. I don't need that because I'm cool with who I am. I know, I know I'm a good person, right? I know, I'm, I know I'm not a saint. I know I've made mistakes. I know I'll have, there's regrets. I know there's a million things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm squeaky clean because nobody is, right? And if yeah. somebody claims to be the lion, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, but I don't, I don't wear the weight of them. You make peace with them. What's happened, happens. Like it's done, it's gone. And you're working on yourself for the future. You want to be the best version of yourself you can be. Well, you you can't you can't grow yourself if you don't know yourself. It's, it's just not possible. You can yeah. otherwise because you you only know you know you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't truly know who you are, if you haven't asked those questions and probed yourself, how can you how can you expand upon it? How can you grow yeah. upon it? Mm-hmm. What is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself in this process? I'd say for me. I think I've I've always been kind of like resilient and and I've always been dedicated but I think it's really revealed to me that one of my strongest personality traits is my opinion my ability to kind of reinvent myself like I've mm-hmm. I'm, I've I started out I left school 15 10 and 16 like Lady Gaga straight in, yeah like Lady yeah <laughs> I wouldn't quite call myself Lady Gaga, but there's no cameras here, so you never She's know. Best, Nobody she knows. She's the best chameleon I know. Yeah, yeah. Madonna, Madonna was the same. Yeah. She was the but same. But she's passing now, right? Yeah. But it, but Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> just lady. She's just lady now. Like symbol. So it's kind of like it's that not holding on to being being comfortable with change, being comfortable with reinventing yourself. Not not feeling as though anything defines you as a person not a job not a place right not a not a not even a relationship not a nothing defines you that you are who you are and what you are and at any moment in time you can make that change whether it's whether it's going from being an apprentice to a business owner whether it's going from a business owner into owning businesses in newer markets whether it's moving to the other side, 6,000 miles away from home and starting life again, whether it's becoming a parent, whether it's starting a new career in another new avenue and then stopping it and doing something like this, right? It's, I think too many people believe this is the way I am and, you know, I, I can't change this. It's bullshit. It's total mm-hmm. bullshit. That's convenient for you because it keeps you in your little safety bubble, right? People just don't want to leave the bubble and the bubble is whatever it is, whatever they invest the time in, right? It's it's sports, Netflix, reality TV, what whatever your flavor is. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. I'm saying that there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so many days in your lifespan and whatever you're spending that time on is going to show up in your life. So yeah. pop like, that bubble. Pop the bubble. Pop yeah. it. Pop yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 yeah. Otherwise, you just... Life's always growing and changing and spinning. And if you're standing still, like the comfort zone doesn't move, right? Yeah. The comfort zone's stagnant. 
and stagnant things in life end up getting mowed over or end up going extinct. It's life is like just look back, like go back 10, 20 years. Look at look at the things. Look at this podcast. Like podcasts weren't even around way back when. It it wasn't a thing, right? Like it's life is continuously going, and people who okay, let let let's put it another way. It's it's like it's just like being on a treadmill or being on a hamster wheel. It'll keep you. You're busy. You're doing shit. You know. You're watching this. You're talking about that. You. But you're not getting anywhere. You just you're on the spot, right? You're just on the spot. Mm-hmm. Whereas people who are growing and, and expanding and trying and changing things, they're actively out there moving and seeing the world and figuring out who they are. Because yeah. you you one of the questions that you were talking about was fear and like in the future and fears. And the only fear I really have is the fear of regret. That's mm-hmm. it. I I fear looking back whenever that day comes looking back on my life and thinking you could have and should have done that, achieved that or been that and you didn't. Like mm-hmm. that horrifies me. That terrifies me. Like I've got a family and there's different fears I have for me, children, this, that, and the other. I want to make sure obviously they're, they're wonderful. But for me personally, I want to know that when I realized, right, when I popped the bubble, when the light bulb came on and I'm like, oh, oh guess what? There's more to life than sports and movies and going to gym. Wow, isn't this isn't this shocking? When I realized that, that I, I seized it and I pursued it and I worked on it every day until it took me last breath. That yeah. that's I could, that I'm cool with that, right? I'm not cool with saying it was too hard or yeah, you know, and thinking like because I, I I think you were saying about one of my you know one of my traits. I think I can't I can't lie to myself. Right? I can't bullshit myself. I'm not one of these people who can just lie to themselves. Oh, I, I tried. Like, I, gi- I give it. I gave it. My- I can't do that. Right? If I'm looking in the mirror, like my reflection is saying, bollocks. You are, you are lying through your teeth. You didn't try. You, you, mm-hmm. you give it a bit of a go and then you quit. You bailed. Like, I, I can't. I can't lie to myself. I just, it's not, yeah. it's not something. I just can't. And I think that's so too many people a, do. Here's a question for you. When is it okay to quit? Okay, I'd say quit. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a broad like question, right? Everybody's situation is yeah. different. But for me, let's say let's say for me, I feel my my attitude right now is I want to be an international uh, speaker. I want to speak mm-hmm. around the world to millions of people. Yeah. I want to influence as many souls and minds as I can before I die. I yeah. want to publish an array of books on an array of different topics across the globe I want to coach all caliber of people from all different walks of life and I will not quit until that happens right but I think and I and I I would say I would only add to that there are some people though that definitely spread themselves too thinly yes yes and when do you know to say no about something and when is it yeah, and how do you go about doing it? Okay, well, I would say spreading yourself thin, I've been guilty of that, like like, like yeah. even recent times, right? Because yeah. when you're the type of person who wants to do everything, you try and do everything until like that happens. So yeah. I'd say that's a little bit different than quitting. So I would say like spreading yourself thin, granted, if you've, if you've managed to get in that situation 
you got to hit the brakes immediately, right? I think... Recoup. And I would agree with that. I think, though, when you talk to somebody that's a high achiever, and I've often had time saying no to things where I spread myself way too thinly, and it only shows up and manifests itself where I'm like dead exhausted and yeah. next thing i know i've like slept through an appointment yes or, yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's like you know until your body actually tells you to yeah. do it so how do you get to that i, th- I think again you kind of need to be in tune with yourself right so if you're a high energy person and pardon me normally life is you just take it in your stride nothing's a problem even though you're busy and whatnot if obviously you're starting to get that you know, your personality is changing, you're getting, yeah. you're getting grumpy, you're getting tired, you're coming out in spots, or you're getting, if something, if, if your body's physically manifesting that change, you know you need to take, take that pause, take that time out and be like, okay, like you've got an ultimate goal where you want to go, right? Like that's whatever that is, whether it's a, whatever that goal is, there's somewhere that you're trying to get to, you just need to look at, okay, if, if, if I have to back off on X and Y and Z and just do this, I'm still heading in that direction, right? I might, in my opinion, I might feel as though I'm not going to get there as fast, but sometimes, even I'm guilty of it myself, I think sometimes you're trying to force what you want, you're trying to impose your will on the universe because you want it and you believe it, and the universe is kind of going to be like, it's like <laughs> like a grown-up with his hands on a child's head who's trying to run towards him. It's going to be like, look, son, you just slow down right yeah. slow down because it's not a race it's your life okay and you'll get there but you won't get there by just trying to march into it you'll get there by kind of living it breathing it right you need to wind it back and and kind of recoup and if your plan was five years and clearly five years is going to kill you or put you in divorce or you're going to have kids who are going to not know you or hate you no that's that's not success right achieving the goal you might achieve the goal but you failed yeah. epically in your in your whatever that that's not real success right so i would say obviously you've got to be that's why that's why i journal so much that's why i write so much i pour all these thoughts down to keep track of how i'm feeling what am i up to like what am i pushing the boundary here and the quitting part obviously i'm not going to say to someone you know never quit it depends upon what's going on in their life you just don't know the only thing i would say is there's a difference between quitting because it's getting hard and maybe putting something on hold because you just you you're exhausted. Like you just need yeah. you need a break. I would never say quit because I believe we're only drawn to what we're, we're supposed to do, what we're capable of doing. I don't. Yeah. I I think your inside voice is the real voice, and it knows you, and it's going to try and pull you towards things that you're supposed to do. So if your goal is in alignment with that, then you're mm-hmm. supposed to you're supposed to get there. Maybe if your goal isn't in alignment with that that's why you need to quit on it because it's the wrong goal, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you may be chasing a monetary goal or a status goal. And or a goal so- that somebody else wants you to achieve. Yes, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And you maybe that's why you need to quit that because it's the wrong, It's not your goal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's society's goal. It's your parents' goal. It's your, your partner's goal. It's not truly yours. I don't think you would ever want to quit if you fully understood what something means to you and it, it's got purpose and meaning. You take the time out of it. You take the... You know, let's say let's say everything fell apart in my life <clears throat> tomorrow and I had to go and get a job. I still wouldn't quit on what I'm doing. I'd just have to find another way around it and maybe I'd have to wind it right back and say, okay, don't worry, love. I'm not going to stress you out. I'm not going to... I'm going to keep this trickling away in the background, right? But it's still... I'm not going to give up on it, right? There's, there's a reason why I don't... If I feel so passionate and I can see it 
and and I, I feel wholehearted about it it can't be wrong like it just it just can't be wrong it just to me it means like everything about life and everything that I believe in is totally wrong if that's the case like it just mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't translate that way to me but it but it's again everybody's journey is different everybody's status yeah. is different like you can't you know if somebody has something tragic happen to them to a family member or to a, to something of course like that might mean they have to put something on hold but if your inner voice is pulling you to something or drawn to something no matter what happens to you that's not going to go away because it, yeah. it, it wants mm-hmm. it believes that that is the best thing for you to do that you're going to yeah. get the most value out of your life by pursuing it so it's gonna no matter what it is that's happened to you it's gonna try and get you through it and get you back mm-hmm. on that course that was well said so I think uh, this is good because it builds up to the random question that we ask oh, okay. during our podcast. <laughs> and this is not related to the interview itself, but okay. it's just a random question. <laughs> so I have to take off my glasses to read this. Describe your perfect day off. Ooh. Perfect day off, right? Um, and I... Um, I'm... I'm hard on myself, so I don't I don't get many of those like real day off. So let's just say I could be totally selfish and like pause the family. Like let's just say this is just my day off, okay? Because if it was the whole family off, then it's the family day and we're doing something all together. But if it was just me to be totally lazy, it would probably involve a lot of chocolate, <laughs> a lot of crappy movies, like like yeah. old crap movies, a couch, a quilt me dog petal sitting between me me lap there and just being a total couch potato lazy everything that i tell people not to be on a daily basis i would be that person for a whole day and love it sometimes you got to do it i did that last saturday (laughs) there you go amazing woke up and ate like 10 donuts (laughs) amazing (laughs) but i needed it (laughs) but i and i'm i'm kind of that all or nothing person too right i'm I'm kind of all in or, or i'm all out so if I'm all out that day, I will just slob it up and happily, <laughs> like, just unmercifully watch like just the worst, the crappiest '80s and '90s action or comedies or sci-fi films all day long, like no problem. And eat and probably have a few. My drink is like not not a not a not a normal drink for for most yeah. people, but I like vodka and diet Dr Pepper. That's like Ooh, the yeah. only That's drink. Great. The VDP, we it's known in my inner circle. And that's the only drink I drink. I'm not. I'll have a. I'll have a beer if I go like the pub to see someone have like a little shandy, yeah. like a beer with a bit of sprite or whatever uh, mixed in it. But otherwise, I'm. That is, that, I don't care about anything else. Now, have you ever put heavy cream in that vodka and no, Dr Pepper? No, but the, oh I, see, man, I kind of wish you hadn't it's said a, that. It's, it's just a, for a the Dr. caloric Pepper value. Don't, don't, don't it's do amazing. It, don't do it. You'll I be a fatty uh, like uh, <laughs> that. Right. I'm worried that's now. Right. I am worried. Like, it's see, amazing. I'm just lying. Yeah, I won't you, lie. And what, what's funny is, right, I never, I didn't really drink most of my life. Like I'd go with my mates or whatever. When I was young, you'd drink. You'd not, I was always, most of the time, I'd be the driver, right? I'm cool because I'd sports. I'm like, I'll drive. And I didn't feel that, I didn't need to drink to go. Like some of my mates, if they didn't drink, they went out, they were like, like they were just like, like they, they couldn't function without alcohol in the system. And, I first had one of these in Canada, like maybe five or so years ago. We had a party at our house. There was kind of nothing. I was drinking vodka and Coke or vodka and orange or something. And I'm like, yeah. And we were all out of it. And there was a bottle of Dr. Pepper. And someone had brought birthday cake vodka. And I'm like, 
looks like that's what I'm drinking, right? Yeah. And from the first one, I was like, oh, this is good. And now it's like the bane of my life because now I just, it's just so easy. It's so nice. Like, it's just. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's delicious. Oh, Dr. Pepper. And the diet is one of the da- few pops that actually tastes good. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. So there you go. I'd be fat, lazy, <laughs> and drunk, is basically. And my brain would be known from watching shit films. That's, that would be my day off. Wow. So you, Barry, you would deserve it, Barry. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. exactly. You obviously need it. You've been jonesing for it, and that's when <laughs> you mention it as a day off. But um, how do people get in touch with you? So, as everybody, social media on Instagram, it's at uh, Barry Murphy Official, so all one word. And Facebook is either Murphy's Laws, which is Murphy and Laws with a Z, so M-U-R-P-H-Y-Z-L-A-W-Z. Same on Twitter as uh, at Murph's Laws and websites. I've got two websites, one for like like North America, which is Murphy's Laws again with a Z, dot com. And I've got barrymurphy.co.uk uh, for, for back home kind of thing. So cool. yeah, they can message me, reach out to me, email Barry yep. at Murphy's Laws and yeah and far away and ask me questions tough questions like you guys <laughs> thank you so much uh, Barry for spending time with us and sitting down and having this conversation it's been you know fun and I have a few takeaways specifically about the diet Dr. Pepper and uh, adding that vodka. I do like a lot the of ice. There has vodka. to be a lot of ice. Lot of ice. Okay. okay, like like a I could, yeah, okay. a lot of ice. All right, sounds good. Nathan, how do they get in touch with us? If they we are on projectnow.com. We are on Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And Barry, it's absolute pleasure. I knew this would be great. You're such a natural, and I know you are truly doing what you need to be doing. And uh, I love what you're doing, man. It's great work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Barry. And thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you. Cheers.